Today I'm going to be reading a few verses from both the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita. And I'm starting off on the seventh canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And this is the 15th chapter, Instructions for Civilized Human Beings. And the text uh, I'll be starting with is uh, number 15. That's 71515 for those who are keeping score at home. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. 7.15.15 Dharmartan Apinaheta Yatrartam Vastanodhanam Anihani Hamanasya Mahaher Eva Vridita Vridida. The word for word is Dharma Artam in religion or economic development. Api indeed na na iheta should try to obtain yatra artam just to maintain the body and soul together. Va either adana. One who has no wealth, dhanam money, aniha, the desirelessness, ani hamanasya, of a person who does not endeavor even to learn, earn his livelihood. <clears throat> Maha ahe, the great serpent known as the python. <clears throat> Eva, like Vritida, which obtains its livelihood without endeavor. Translation Even if a man is poor, he should not endeavor to improve his economic condition just to maintain his body and soul together or to become a famous religionist. Just as a great python, although lying in one place, not endeavoring for its livelihood gets the food it needs to maintain body and soul. One who is desireless also obtains his livelihood without endeavor. We need to move it down to the translation, please. We'll say it again, everyone together. Even if a man is poor, he should not endeavor to improve his economic condition just to maintain his body and soul together or to become a famous religionist. Just as a great python, although lying in one place, not endeavoring for its livelihood, gets the food it needs to maintain body and soul. One who is desireless also obtains his livelihood without endeavor. Srila Prophet's purport. <clears throat> Human life is simply meant for developing Krishna consciousness. One need not even try to earn a livelihood to maintain body and soul together. This is illustrated here by the examples of the great python, which lies in one place, never going here 
and there to earn a livelihood to maintain itself, and yet is maintained by the grace of the Lord. As advised by Narda Muni, 1518, one should simply endeavor to increase his Krishna consciousness. One should not desire to do anything else, even to earn his livelihood. There are many, many examples of this attitude. Madhavendra Puri, for, for instance, would never go to ask anyone for food. Shukadeva Goswami has also said, Kasmat bhajanti kavayodana durmadandan. Why should one approach a person who is blind with wealth? Rather, one should depend on Krishna and he will give everything. All the members of our Krishna consciousness movement, whether they, are, they be grihastas or sannyasis, should try to spread the Krishna consciousness movement with determination, and Krishna will supply all necessities. The process of ajagaravritti, the means of livelihood of a python, is very much appreciated in this regard. Even though one may be very poor, he should simply try to advance in Krishna consciousness and not endeavor to earn his livelihood. And Srila uh, Prabhupada is quoted from the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, text number from the fifth chapter. So these verses connect very well. And in this verse, if you go back up to the word for word, please, we find the Narda speaking to Vyasa and then and in the seventh canto, Narada is speaking to Yudhishthira. Here, uh, Prabhupada refers to this well-known verse. And just a tiny bit further down, please, so you can see the top of the uh, Romanized. Other way. And a little bit up. Both the translation and... Yeah, that's good. So, Tasya Eva Heto... So one should endeavor just for, for a certain reason. Uh, everyone has to have some motivation in this world. And this is the key to success in human life. And that is to endeavor, use that impetus to, to work for a certain purpose. Uh, and this is for as it says in the seventh canto, civilized people. And here it says, kovida, one who is philosophically inclined. Kovida means intelligent also. He's learned and uh, has a higher perspective. So first he says uh, what not to do. Nalabhyate yet ramatam upari ada. Upari ada means from the top to the bottom. Uh, you're not gonna get wandering around and trying for it, um, well, what you are going to get is you're going to get miseries. They'll, they'll come of their own accord. And similarly, in course of time, you'll also get uh, some happiness. Some good things will come, some bad things will come. And um, it's happening, Gabira, because of uh, 
a subtle reason. Behind everything, there are the growth of seeds. Because of my association with various modes of material nature, I become affected. And those seeds fructify, and my activities in the material world qualify me either for more material gain or less according to my activities. But um, in the end, the devotee sees that <clears throat> some things come and some things go, and it doesn't really affect my ultimate happiness in life because that's already fixed up. That is, my working harder to obtain more doesn't necessarily help because it's already fixed up. So the mood of, of the verse today, back to seven, seven canto. Nard, Nard is saying that even if you're poor, uh, don't try to improve your economic position just to maintain your body and soul together to become a famous religionist. And then he talks about the python who stays in one place and then waits for the food to walk by and then grabs it. So this is um, something that one may, uh, it, it may sound counterintuitive. To some degree, one has to, uh, if one's a farmer, go out and till the field and put in some seeds. But human life's not meant for working very, very hard, simply to maintain oneself. So this um, statement Prabhupada makes here in the purport is that all members of our Krishna conscious movement, whether they be krahastas or sannyasis, should try to spread the Krishna consciousness movement with determination, and Krishna will supply all necessities. And uh, he finishes by saying, that uh, the snake, the, <clears throat> the python doesn't try so hard and, and he gets his food also. So this, uh, this is the mood of this chapter, instructions for civilized human beings. Civilized means that <clears throat> one understands that there's a higher purpose to life and endeavors for that. So <clears throat> as I promised, I'm gonna read from the Bhagavad Gita also. This, this verse, which is the second chapter, 50th verse, relates very well to this concept. Because in this verse, Krishna talks about yoga, karmasu, kaushalam. And that is what he calls the art of all work. How to work artfully. Buddhi yukto jahati ha. Ube sukriti duskrite, tasma yogaya yujasva yoga karmasu kaushalam. Buddhi yukta, one who is engaged in devotional service. Jahati can get rid of iha in this life. Ube both sukriti duskrite, good and bad results. Tasma, therefore, yogaya, for the sake of devotional service, yujasva, be so engaged. Yoga, Krishna consciousness, karmasu, in all activities, kaushalam, the art. A man engaged in devotional service rids himself of both good and bad reactions, even in this life. Therefore, strive for yoga, which is the art of all work. Srila Prabhupada's purport. Since time immemorial, 
each living entity has accumulated the various reactions of his good and bad work. As such, he is continuously ignorant of his real constitutional position. One's ignorance can be removed by the instruction of the Bhagavad Gita, which teaches one to surrender unto Lord Sri Krishna in all respects and become liberated from the chained victimization of action and reaction, birth after birth. Arjuna is therefore advised to act in Krishna consciousness, the purifying process of resultant action. So, as Krishna already established early on in the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, no one can stop working, but the art of work is to work for Krishna, dedicate one's activities for Krishna. And Prabhupada says in the purport to this seventh canto verse, that one should try to spread the Krishna consciousness movement using one's mind, intelligence, resources, bodily strength. And then Krishna will supply all necessities for such a person. You can see how when Prabhupada first came to America, he didn't have any real secure idea of where he would stay or how he would get money. And he used to point out regularly that after sitting and chanting Hare Krishna and presenting Krishna consciousness, people came and then resources came. And there was a, an abundance of uh, facility all over the world. And it varied, of course, but um, it was a, a miraculous, there was a miraculous appearance of all kinds of manpower and resources, money, food being supplied to, to all the devotees around the world who were, at that time, especially simply spreading Krishna consciousness. There was no other outside work really going on. Of course, in the very beginning, Prabhupada did have people doing uh, driving cabs and things like that, told them to hold on to their work, but they were donating most of their uh, money to spread the Krishna consciousness movement. So now we'll just take a few reflections on these concepts before I move on to the next couple of verses in the Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna Hansapriya. I think everyone's muted. Even you're <laughs> muted. Okay. Go right ahead. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. I like the point how um, Krishna provides everything. Like, um, I think the Sanskrit term was Ajagara Vritti. So I think that's nice to know that Krishna is always supplying like necessities. So we should strive for something more than just the basic. Yes, that's the term Ajagara Vritti in this seventh canto. Ashada, do you know why we're getting an echo? I can't hear you. you, you hear I'm going to mute everybody, and then whoever wants to speak, please unmute yourself. 
if I open all the lines, then you know it catches uh, sound from all the places. Uh, can you hear me, Maharaj, now? Yes, we can hear, Madam. You can hear, hear me? Okay, can you hear? Uh, you might not be able to hear Guru Maharaj. Hold now on. I can hear you and you can hear me. Yes, I, we can hear each other. And Avantika? Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. Hare Krishna. Go right ahead. If you're having a side conversation, can you please mute yourself? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, this is Manjula. Manjula. Hare Krishna. Guru Maharaj, uh, when I'm hearing about the Ajakara Vritti, um, uh, it's a bit confusing for me because like Krishna says, we cannot exist without doing work. And yet the Python sits there waiting for food to come to it. Uh, we work. We work in Krishna consciousness. We try not to do too much work for our own benefit, right? We, we, but we still keep working. So how are we, can, how does this... Um, um, is it an allegory? How does this work for us? When you say just sit there and come to you. I don't know, but right now nobody's working, so I just thought I'd read this verse <laughs> to make you feel better. <laughs> because if you don't have any choice right now, and a lot of people around the world don't, uh, you know, they're especially people who do, you know, labor where it requires physical contact. There's there's really no, no alternative except to just sit there and wonder what's going to happen next. But, um, you know, to one degree or another, we're kind of physically restrained, aren't we, Manjula Kanta, right yes, now? Yes. So now I thought we could think about the Python. Now, yes, uh, Krishna says you have to do a little work, and I mentioned that if you have a field and you're going to plant something. Like, I've been doing a lot of gardening these days, um, <clears throat> neglecting my garden and a lot of other things when I was traveling, and now... You know, I can just step out and, you know, plant things and weed things and I'm doing that. And I'm just thinking of the miracle that's going on out there. It's like, you mean, Krishna, all I have to do is put a few seeds in the ground. John Muni sent me about, you know, a hundred different kinds of vegetable seeds. And uh, now all I have to do is just put them in the ground. And, the, and I, this morning it was, there was a little rain coming down. And yeah. I was thinking, thank you, what a gift. I don't even have to water anything. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, this is how farmers feel. They're, they're really connected to Krishna because they say, yeah, you got to do a little work, but it's not that much. I mean, I didn't engineer the fig tree. The leaves are coming out on it now. And each one of those leaves is a, a little factory that pulls in light from the sun. And then it does, goes through photosynthesis and it manufactures energy. And then it, it produces a fruit. A fig is a fine fruit, I must say, even though sometimes it's uh, uses a demeaning term, you know, you're, you're about as big as a fig or something like that. But it, it's, it's an amazing fruit. And, you know, when we see how gardening works, how farming works, cow gives milk, there's uh, fruits, there's vegetables, there's seeds, there's nuts. And even if, even if you don't want to take trouble to grow them, like people, and it, mind you, we're in this chapter about, you know, the renounced order of life, yes. But here's the thing. Um, we're getting, getting different screens there. Um, um, 
what was the thing I was saying in my job? Um, green ate up everybody's work. What's that? <laughs> no, after the fig tree, he was talking about. Yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. You're talking about your seeds, uh, the which you were planting in the garden, Maharaj. Anyway, it's gone. So, um, so, so we have to do a little bit of work, but um, but the the support system is already there. The support system is already there. The food comes out. You have to go out and pick it for sure, you know. But um, we can see how Krishna is supplying uh, to to living entities and so forth. And so, yeah, the work is there, but the art of work is to always remember that uh, Krishna is behind it and uh, not to become uh, overly concerned with uh, stockpiling wealth uh, because um, then we lose, I mean, one has to be practical, you know, in, the, in today's uh, world and, you know, you have to have some, some kind of plan, but um, don't be become overly concerned, uh, dedicate your, your activities, depend on Krishna and so forth. Yes, Maharaj. Okay. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So how you were describing how Prabhupada came and, uh, you know, he had nothing and how everything flourished, how Krishna sub supplied everything. And it kind of reminded me also the Aisui's journey, right? But we started off and now we have so many devotees going out on books, so many devotees are doing the Western outreach program. So many kids activities happening. So I was just thinking, how is Krishna is supplying? And you know, the same, the faith that Prabhupada's mercy is still flowing and safe faith, it can be continued and, you know, shared. And the potency is so much, uh, the seed is as powerful as when Prabhupada came in and with the faith in his Guru Maharaj. So. Thank yeah, you. it's a nice point. It's very practical. And yeah, the journey at ISV has been very much like that. Um, we, uh, we really just put our faith in the Holy Name and Shishi uh, Radhamadan Mohan and going on following and just mir miraculous things have happened and things have developed over time by that. So that's a, a really, that's the real security in life is that art of work <laughs> depending on Krishna as we go forward. Thank you. Uh, Hare, yes. Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Okay, Hare Krishna. Go right ahead. Mayapur Bihari wins the tie. Okay, Mayapur Bihari was trying to get in and then Rasheshri Leela and then Shraddha Devi Dasi. Uh, Maharaj. So Maharaj, uh, uh, you, you, you know, the last part of Manjula Ganta Mataji's question, the answer you gave, can you elaborate a little, which is, uh, how do we take this verse, uh, you know, in the practicality because of time, place and circumstances? Mine, at least my mind always tricks me to interpret it the way I want it. But uh, can, can you elaborate? You, you did mention it in the last part of answer that you gave to Manjula Ganta Mataji. Well, the practicality behind it well when you're when you're uh when you're a grahasta and we read that chapter earlier in the week or last week there's a, a way in which you should be productive and you should produce things so uh, grahastas uh work and they work hard 
and they they take so according to the Bhagavatam, they take uh, the gifts that come from the sky, in the form of rain. They take gifts that come out of the earth. They're, those are just flat out gifts that come out of the earth and out of the sky, and they take gifts so that come of their own accord, uh, says the Bhagavatam, and they put those gifts together so that they can uh, serve others. They can use that wealth to uh, nurture others. So the practical application is, uh, as Prabhupada points out elsewhere, the, the, the atmosphere in Kali Yuga is a little topsy-turvy. You know, we're not farmers and so forth, although Prabhupada recommended that we do start farm communities and live in that situation. We're living right in the city, uh, ostensibly so we can uh, preach Krishna consciousness readily, and we're right there. And so what Prabhupada says about livelihood is to be inventive. So it's not so important uh, what you do, but do something to keep body and soul together and to, um, if you're doing as a service, to make money so that you can spread the Christian consciousness movement. And kama senendriya pritir labu jivete yavata jivasya tattva jignasya narto yascheha karmavi. We have a, a right to... Um, get what you need to stay healthy and live a balanced life, but don't do it for sense gratification. Once that enters into the mind, then I'm going to make a permanent solution here in the material world. The main idea is thinking, I'll have so much wealth that I'll, I'll kick back and then I'll be the king of the world. I won't have to do anything uh, and so forth. But that doesn't work. What does work is if one's hardworking, you work hard, but you dedicate the results of that to uh, Krishna consciousness. And maintaining one's family is not outside the realm of Krishna consciousness. Rupa Goswami points that out, Jiva Goswami points it out in his commentary to uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, that if you, you work and you maintain a family so that you can all serve, that's still devotional service because you're using it in Krishna service. Is that practical enough? Yes, yes, Maharaj. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you work hard, and you're you're working in a in an industry that you trained for, but you use all your resources, your whole family, uh, to spread Christian consciousness. I mean, your name is synonymous with uh, Bhagavad Gita around the world. I just saw, you know, Bhajan Narayan Maharaj passed around your report from the Motel Gita, and and people were thinking, uh, how is this happening? And it wouldn't be happening if you, if you hadn't made the choice. I'm going to stay here in the middle of Silicon Valley. I'm going to keep working, riding on that stupid BART train. You have to wear earplugs just to be on the train. I don't know if you have to do that anymore, but you used to. And uh, you, you earn money uh, so you can maintain a, a house and uh, go on doing your service. Thank you, Manaj. Hare Krishna. Yes, Rasheshwari Leela was next and then Shraddha. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, this uh, verse actually was reminding me of the, you know, in the Acharya uh, series, the DVD series of Prabhupada's uh, morning walks, he mentions the same thing. And, you know, that was one of the first videos I watched actually of this divine place. And he says the same thing that we are using this park 
and you see all the people who are working hard to pay for these parks, you know, all the tax money, they're not here, and we are here as devotees using them. Um, I was reminded of that, that, you know, one person works hard, but actually whoever is supposed to utilize it, in the end, they will utilize it. And um, I also liked your point about, you know, how you're doing gardening in this free time that you have uh, since you're not traveling. And I was thinking myself that, you know, one of the things that has come to my mind is the self-sustainability, which, you know, we, we are sitting in a rural setting, I mean, in an urban setting cannot have as much uh, as we would like, but, you know, um, a lot of devotees do whatever they can with whatever land they have and, you know, see how they can contribute towards the vision of Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. Nice points. It's amazing how much uh, a produce you can make on a tiny piece of land. I've seen in Japan where, you know, they went through some hard times. Their whole country was decimated after the war. And uh, they're, not only that, they were humiliated. Uh, people really, it was a big change for them because they thought the emperor was was God, or you know, he was God's direct representative. And when he surrendered to the United States and the Allies, people just said, "Oh, you know," it was, it was a, 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 they were flipped on their heads, and the country was smashed, and they started over, and they, uh, they developed it again in amazing ways. And one of the um, ethos there is that. People don't waste any space. They grow things everywhere. Even if there's a tiny uh, patch of land in their house or in front of their house, even businesses in front, if they have a little patch of land, even in Tokyo, you'll just see a little space outside the window and they'll, they'll be growing all kinds of stuff there. So it's, it's amazing how much you can do with the land. Thanks for those uh, reflections. Shraddha, you had your hand up. Um, yes, Maharaj, um, there are, there are, couple of questions coming from text messages to me <clears throat> and also posted on Facebook. So, um, and also Gandharvika Mataji has sent a question. So, Vekunayak Prabhu, who's also raising his hands there um, on the Zoom chat, he has texted me as well. Um, Go right ahead. So, I can see the one from Gandharvika. She, who did you want me to go first, that one? Um, yeah, we could do. We, we can go with Vaikun Naik Prabhu because I think. Okay, go with Vaikun Naik. Tanda is Guru Maharaja. My. Oh, <laughs> Krishna from Mysore. Yeah, Tanda, Maharaja. My understanding is that uh, to the extent we are uh, working for Krishna, to that extent Krishna is going to personally take care of us. But uh, when we think that uh, we have to work for ourselves, then we get the results as per our karma. Is this uh, accurate? Yeah, somewhat um, accurate. I mean, the first thing is, Nityo Nityanam Chaitanas Chaitananam Eko Bahunam Yo Viditati Kaman. The Supreme is maintaining all living entities. So he's made an arrangement, tena tyak tena bunjita, for every living entity to to get something. But of course, as you say, um, Bhakti Bhajam Govinda Mari Purushantam Mahamajani. 
to the degree that we're surrendering to Krishna, he's taking away our karma. Otherwise, other, everyone's working under that law of karma. In, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, has mentioned, there's a way in which taking to devotional service is like uh, taking a sword to that karma. The karma granti nibandhanam. You know, that, that hard knot of karma, <clears throat> the great entanglements cut by the, by the sword of uh, devotional service. And uh, if you're performing a little devotional service, it's like you have a little sword. Ding, ding, ding. But if you, have, if you, if you put a lot, uh, you're really developing your, your practice of devotional service, the sword gets bigger and sharper, and you'll cut that knot faster. Of course, it'll always be cut by devotional service. Even a tiny portion of devotional service is very powerful. Krishna says, Swalpam up yasidharmasya. Just by su alpam, tiny bit, or elsewhere, tapite deva padam bujatvaya prasada leshana brihita evahi janati tatvam bhagavan mahimno nachanya eko picharam bachinban. Brahma is saying in the 14th chapter of the 10th canto that the, even a tiny, tiny bit, a lesha of uh, mercy that comes from the Lord by. One's performance of devotional service, that prasad, that uh, the Lord's pleased, then it's very effective. But yes, the more we engage in devotional service and the more we depend on Krishna, the more um, he's dedicated to maintaining us. That's what that verse, Ananyas chintayantamam yejana paripasate, tesham nityab dyuktanam yoga kshemam maham yaham means that. Uh, when a person is fully absorbed in just thinking of how to serve Krishna, it's his or her only business, then Krishna says, then I personally take care. And Vahami, there's a history to that, that story, Vahami means that um, Krishna, actually Prabhupada tells a story, there was a sadhu and he was doing some translation and commentary on the Bhagavad Gita and he came to that verse, Vahami. And uh, he thought, yeah, this means that Krishna puts his personal hand in my life. He's, he's the one delivering. And he thought, this is, this is too much. This must be a mistake. It must mean karomi, that through his agencies it's taking place. So on, the, on his commentary, he crossed out Vahami, he put karomi. And then he went up to, uh, to shop uh, for the household. Apparently there was, yeah. It wasn't during the coronavirus thing. It was a long time ago. And uh, he went out shopping. And uh, before he came home, uh, this uh, young boy came to the house. His wife answered the door. And the young boy had uh, brought uh, bags of produce, beautiful produce, and said, you know, I've, I've uh, brought this for you. And his wife noticed the beauty of the boy and said, what's... I, I, you look like you've just been in an altercation. What happened to you? Did, did somebody hurt you? And he said, oh yeah, it was your husband. You know, he, he scratched me. And um, his wife was dismayed uh, at the whole situation, of course. The, when her husband came home, she said, you know, this, this boy brought this produce. And then he, he said that you scratched him. Why did you do that? What, what have you been doing? 
And the man said, I didn't do anything like that. And he brought home his own groceries. And he uh, then realized when he went back to the, to the commentary that that scratch out had uh, directly been a scratch on Krishna. So Prabhupada tells that story that when Krishna says Vahami, he means Vahami, he means personally, I take care of my devotee, I care what he lacks and preserves what he or she has. So that can be taken very literally. And elsewhere in the Bhagavatam, we were reading how Prabhupada said when a devotee becomes so absorbed in the devotional service that he or she is doing and doesn't have time to do anything else, then Krishna personally makes up for that. So there's a, there is a point at which the devotee really doesn't have much time to take care of himself. Prabhupada mentioned uh, Madhavendra Puri. He just had a, a policy that he didn't ask for anything. He just went on serving Krishna and everything was supplied. Thank you very much. I can I think I can see you in the good. darkness there, but it must be late at, early in the morning there at um, Mysore. There are a few more from the internet, Maharaj. Okay. So this is Ashray Madhav Prabhu. And he's oh, yeah, he's offering you his respects and he's saying that I'm reminded of the Om Purnam Idam Shloka where how everything that comes out of the Supreme is complete, the living entities and the phenomenal worlds, and they realize completeness when they are dovetailed to the complete Supreme. That's true. And Prabhupada mentions in the Chaitanya Charamrita Adi Lila that the, the completeness of the complete whole includes the perfect and the imperfect as well. And we see that uh, how of course, that's a, it sounds like a contradiction in terms, but there's the, the limited and the unlimited. And there's a kind of imperfection in the material world. But um, that's part of the complete whole that comes from him. So the experience of incompleteness in the material world is merely that. It's an experience because Prabhupada says in his purport to the Om Purnam that all forms of incompleteness are due to incomplete knowledge of the complete whole. When we do see uh, that Krishna is behind everything and is making everything move in this world, then there's no more fear or illusion. Everyone sees, one who, who has that knowledge sees how Krishna is arranging everything. Okay, you have another one, Shraddha, I can tell, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, three actually. <laughs> so um, this is Bhakta Alex Marino, and he, he's saying that people never stop gardening and the garden never stops people. Here in Mayapur, the only people who are on the field of doing something are the gardeners. But those who don't have a garden, how Krishna will supply to them? Well, there's so much in a garden that uh, just because you're not a gardener doesn't mean you won't get the Krishna's help. You know, when, uh, when Jamuna and Todd first got started down in in the Southland there where they live they had this business where they ran went around to these small farms and they they asked if they could take any of the the remnants that were left over from the harvest you know they go in and they they harvest all the crops and then there's so much left over that's just scrapped on the on the side that they would collect that and they made a a, a thriving business out of it 
just the extra that's on the side there. So Krishna's creation is uh, full of abundance. And you, you see that there's enough for everybody there. <laughs> the, the bugs, they get something. You know, I was just, we were just uh, cultivating or just uh, harvesting some cabbage <clears throat> out of the garden. I planted cabbage in, in the wintertime and uh, it's grown up really nicely, except for <clears throat> their aphids really like it too. And um, <clears throat> I went to one of my gardeners nearby at the nursery and uh, I had said I had, I had an aphid problem. And he said, well, they're not going to take that much. It reminded me what Prophet said once. They, they don't eat that much. So um, there's enough for the little bugs, and there's enough for the farmers, and there's enough for everybody else, too. Gautu Karna Prabhu is saying, um, Hare Krishna Maharaj Danvats Pranam, thanks you for the class. How to remain equipoised in the beginning while the struggle is on and the facilities are not there so much? Well, um, there's three questions that you can ask yourself that will help to focus your mind and uh, so that you can become equipoised. And the first question is, how can I serve? Because in every circumstance, whether you have a lot or you have a little, there's always some service that you can do. And when you have service, then you'll feel satisfied naturally. Your mind will just feel peaceful when you ask this question, how can I be of service? And the second question to always ask yourself to remain equipoised is what's the lesson in this? Because whether things are up or down or in the middle, we're meant to learn something from it. And instead of um, lamenting that I don't have what I want, because we never get what we want. Ultimately, this is the nature of greed. When we have enough, we think I need more to be satisfied. But if I'm, I'm simply looking for the lesson in every circ circumstance, uh, up or down, then I'll be happy. And the third question to ask constantly is, what's the best use of my time right now? Because generally, in the, in the exact moment we're in, we're, there's nothing wrong. I'm just projecting into the future and thinking something may be wrong in the future, but I'm okay right now. And if we stay in that position of being in the moment and realizing I can do service right now, I can learn something from the situation right now, and I can apply myself in the best possible way right now, then we can stay equipoised. Gandhavarika Mataji sharing the reflection, Maharaj. Um, He's saying, Dandrats Prabhu, I understand that it is not that everything happens by chance. It is happening according to the law of our, uh, according to how our karma seeds get fructified. This forces us to take responsibility for our actions and inspires us to do Krishna work so that our bhakti seed grows and burns our karma seed. Yeah, that's a verse, Karmani Nirdhati Kintucha Bhakti Bhajan. We should know, says Brahma in the Brahma Samhita, that from the tiniest little uh, entity in the material world up to Indra, the king of heaven, everybody's getting the result of their karma, except karmani nirdhati kintucha pukti bhajan. That's why you have to get your bhajan on. When you're worshiping Krishna, 
your karma is being destroyed. Yeah, that's all that I have for now, unless somebody on Zoom wants to open up their microphone and ask. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, this is Shamalangi Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Shamalangi. Um, Maharaj, I was just remembering uh, that the same example of Python has been uh, mentioned in 11th Canto in that Avaduta Brahman, he takes uh, lessons from the Python and uh, understands that he has to, uh, you know, um, give up the material endeavors and like accept whatever uh, comes by itself. Yeah, isn't it enticing? Isn't it something you want to try? <laughs> I mean, it really is, isn't it? I mean, ha haven't you ever had that impulse where you're just like, well, let's just see what happens. I'll just, uh, I'll just wait and see what Krishna does. Just go on with my service and don't ask for anything and see what happens. That's one of the reasons Devotees feel so satisfied, they go on traveling Sankirtan, and they're just out traveling. And they always, no, no one ever comes home from a traveling Sankirtan and says, oh, it was terrible, we couldn't find anything, there's no place to sleep, there's no food. <laughs> it's quite the opposite. They live like kings, and you know, they go out with nothing. And so you may notice, you know, those who have uh, who don't put a big um, stake in developing their infrastructure and things like that, they don't necessarily uh, go without anything, you know? So <clears throat> these uh, lessons from nature that, you know, pythons, other animals, I watch earthworms out here at this time of year, they're crawling around and um, they're fat. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're eating something. I don't know what they eat, but they're certainly eating and everybody's, you know, looking good. So um, earthworm has no diploma. He has no, he doesn't have any hands. There's no hands on an earthworm. You notice this is, he's just like this, you know, <laughs> like, where are you going? I don't know, there's food over here. Who told you? It's super soul in my heart. And so Krishna's there. He's within everyone's heart. He's watching out for every living entity. Of course, there's this, uh, uh, karmic interference, the modes of material nature get involved, and Krishna says in the Gita that that's really just the nature of the material world. It's, it's not that I'm imposing that, it's that you're involved in it. So that's why he's giving the instruction of the Bhagavad Gita and talking about the art of work. He said, here's how to disentangle yourself from all the sticky parts of the, of the world, and just take, take the, the sublime part, which is work for Krishna, and then you're happy to have limbs and eyes and senses because it's nice. You're using them for Krishna and you feel satisfied because you're doing service. So life becomes happy. Yoga, Karmasu, Kaushalam. This is the art of work. Hare Krishna from the cow pasture in Vrindavan. Maharaj, uh, I had a very poor fund of knowledge about the biology, how, you know, all the aspect of biology, I never paid much attention in my life. So somehow yesterday when I was trying to find out how vaccine works, you know, the how a human body behaves and, you know, how this antigen, pathogen and all these terminology, which I was hearing. Yeah. I actually, after spending like a 20, 30 minutes uh, with how the vaccine works and, you know, then I started appreciating Lord Krishna or Brahma, I actually start with, this body is created. I mean, how you're injecting a, a virus to a body and then allowing a body automatically developing 
tendency to counteract those things. It's so amazing. I was just like, rather than worrying about, you know, whether there would be vaccine ready in another year or so, I started appreciating. I'm feeling so happy. Body is such a design to a level where you feel like, wow, amazing. I was so grateful yeah. and happy. But you still didn't go out and walk around and talk to people and shake hands though. No, I did not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's both sides. I'm careful. But it is, I had a similar experience this morning. I was weeding. And uh, there's this most amazing kind of weed in my yard this time of year. And it has little prongs that stick up. And on top of it are these tiny little pods. If you don't get into it early enough, and my, my gardener taught me this years ago, but, you know, I'm late a lot of times for it. But as soon as you touch it, it explodes. The seeds go flying, like hundreds of them in every direction. They even hit me. So you just touch it to pull out, to pull the weed out and it goes pop. And it goes too late. <laughs> I'm already planted everywhere. And uh, these kinds of systems are there everywhere within nature. The, the, the living entities are all uh, eager to, you know, populate and, and keep expanding. And there's Jivo Jiva Sajivanam, the law of one living entity as food for another. But it's all being orchestrated by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You can see the engineering part to it, right? Yep. Thank you. Nice, nice observations. Thank you very much. I was also thinking along those lines of, you know, how and this I heard in SKB Prabhu's lecture he gave a few months ago. He was telling us that the cow, if you have, if you keep a cow in your home, and if somebody is sick, then the cow will go out and eat a special type of grass so that, you know, and give the milk so that you have whatever you need to fight that infection from the milk. So it's, it's amazingly arranged, all this. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to read a couple more verses so that I don't shortchange you here. What verse was I in the Bhagavatam, Shraddha? 7, 15, 15. Right. Now here comes uh, 16. The 7, 15, 16. I'll start sharing momentarily. There's some real nectar coming up here. Get ready. Is everybody ready? Say yes. You can raise your Thank hands. You. Let Maharaj know. Yes. Santushtasya irihasya swatmaramasya yatsukam kutas tatkamalobhina davator hehayadisha. One who is content and satisfied and who links his activities with the Supreme Personality of Godhead residing in everyone's heart enjoys transcendental happiness without endeavoring for his livelihood. Where is such happiness for a materialistic man who is impelled by lust and greed and who therefore wanders in all directions with a desire to accumulate wealth? Sada santushta manasa sarva shiv for a person who has suitable shoes on his feet, there is no danger even when he walks on pebbles and thorns. For him, everything is auspicious. Similarly, for one who is always self-satisfied, there is no distress. He feels happiness everywhere. Isn't that nice? What a beautiful analogy. 
18. Santushta kinavarajan navarte tapivarina aupastya jaivya karpanyad griha palayate jana. My dear king, a self-satisfied person can be happy even with only drinking water. However, one who is driven by the senses, especially by the tongue and genitals, must accept the position of a household dog to satisfy his senses. Purport, according to the Shastras, a Brahmana or a cultured person in Krishna consciousness will not enter anyone's service to maintain body and soul together, and especially not for satisfaction of the senses. A true Brahmana is always satisfied, even if he has nothing to eat. He can drink a little water and be satisfied. This is only a matter of practice. Unfortunately, however, no one is educated in how to be satisfied in self-realization. As explained above, a devotee is always satisfied because he feels the presence of the Supersoul within his heart and thinks of him 24 hours a day. This is real satisfaction. A devotee is never driven by the dictations of the tongue and genitals, and thus he is never victimized by the laws of material nature. What a masterpiece, a gem of a purport, isn't it? It's a matter of practice. If one practices controlling the senses, as uh, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, that if you practice controlling the senses, then you'll realize the, the mercy of the Lord. You'll attain uh, prasadam, arigatshiti, uh, that comes to you uh, naturally because um, from, the, from the control of the senses and engaging them in Krishna's service, they become purified. Sarvopati vanir muktam tapratmina nirmalam rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhaktiruchite. There's a way in which when the senses are engaged properly in Krishna's senses, they get purified. And when they come to the mode of goodness, in the 14th chapter of the Gita says that the, uh, there's this prakash or this, this illumination that comes from the senses. And one naturally feels happy. So this isn't uh, full Krishna consciousness, but you can see even from the mode of goodness that uh, one feels a natural happiness. And when that mode of goodness becomes completely pure, it becomes Shruta Sattva, then one is always in touch with Krishna from that position. Shruta Shapa Visheshatma. And Sattvam Vishuram Vasudeva Shabditam Yadiyate Tatra Puman Apavrita the, the, uh, one becomes uncovered when one comes to the position of, of uh, Shuddha-sattva, pure goodness. And then one can always see Vasudeva from that position. So uh, practicing the tenets of devotional service, very important. And also, Prabhupada mentions here that um, if one feels the presence of the Supersoul within his heart and thinks of him 24 hours a day, that is real satisfaction. So that's the only place to find real satisfaction. So when we chant Hare Krishna, there's a, a way in which we're coming directly in contact with the form of Krishna. And that's to be realized more and more. Krishna's presence in our heart, Krishna's presence in his name. And when we stay absorbed in Krishna and, it, and the transcendental vibration and his service, then we'll feel satisfaction no matter what the external circumstances are.
So a little control of the senses. Raga dvesha vimuktaistu vishayan indrayaischaran atma vasheravati atma prasadam arigachati. It invokes the, the mercy of the Lord and also uh, engaging in his service, hearing about him, staying cl closely in touch with Krishna always, then there's satisfaction in the heart. Okay, um, uh, let's see if there's a few more reflections from these verses. What did you think of them? What parts of them did you remember? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. I, I knew you were going to check in because these verses were irresistible, right, Devavrata? <laughs> Yes, very irresistible. You couldn't, you couldn't restrain yourself. Go right ahead. <laughs> um, I've just been reflecting. Just, I really appreciate the point in this class because when I first got back to India, I was feeling uh, very unsure and uncertain about where what I was going to be doing for service. But it's amazing how Krishna has made arrangements. I've been engaging in new services, cleaning the altar, helping the devotees cook the Raj Bhog offering. And uh, just learning to be satisfied with any service, regardless if it's the one that we have preference of or we don't have preference of, just learning to become satisfied with any service that Krishna is giving. And uh, whether it's washing the Rajbhog plates or cutting vegetables or fruits for the Rajbhog offering or just cleaning the dust off the altar, becoming happy that Krishna is giving me something to do in a time where a lot of people are struggling to find anything to do. You're living the life of Riley down there because all you have to do is service. And thank you for testifying on this most important point, which is that if you're thinking, how can I serve? And you're chanting Hare Krishna saying, oh, my Lord, oh, energy of the Lord, please engage me in your service. You're properly aligned. And when you're aligned like that, even if you're tied up in a jail somewhere, you can find some service. You can even do it within your mind. Vasudev he gave charity and so forth when Krishna was born. He was in prison. And um, this, is, this is the mood, the attitude through which we find satisfaction. Thank you very much. Keep right. up the great work down there. Go ahead, Shraddha. No, I was just going to, um, to, to continue on with what Devavata was saying. That there's a verse in the Divinity and Divine Services, chapter, the 1.2.6, which says, Then I was just thinking, that's what Devarota is doing. He's washing the dishes there. He's happy. And you had mentioned that if you wash the dishes, then your heart gets cleaned. And then, of course, that's a step towards devotional service and to happiness from there on. But yeah, washing pots is the best. As a... Uh... No one can get at you if you wash pots. You just, you're like totally absorbed. And it's kind of like a, a menial service, not kind of like, it's definitely a menial service. Washing the pots, things like that, taking out the garbage. And if you get into that kind of service, then you're fully protected and you can become really uh, absorbed in this mood of service. Menial service is really good. And, and along the lines of what you were telling us in uh, that 71515 that Krishna is going to provide, uh, there's a comment in Facebook. Okay. I'm, and I think, I think what um, Travis Hubbard is saying is a sentiment that's shared by all of us here. He says, Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Prabhupada. How merciful is Krishna that even during the quarantine, we can attend such a lecture. Uh, yeah, Krishna, somehow or other, he's given us a kind of a, 
opportunity to uh, just look at things from a different angle for a few minutes here in our pa passing through this, this material world. Thank you, Travis. I'm glad you're there and I'm glad you're appreciating. That's very nice. And I wanted to express my gratitude to Mayank Agarwal Prabhu. He is actually uh, watching Facebook and he's capturing things and he's sending them to my cell phone because there's only so much. I, I don't want to switch around uh, yeah. from the window. So nice I, teamwork. Yeah, I have I have supporters. Divyangi is mining the chat there, and you know, <laughs> so we have Excellent. a little. <laughs> yeah, very good. Staying connected. Hi, Krishna Gurmaraj. Yes, Divyangi. Hi, Krishna. Hi, Krishna. Then we pronounce Mangalas the Shilaprabhat. Uh, so I was just thinking about um, uh, this mood of service and when, I, uh, well, in the first canto, right, I don't remember who was exactly, yesterday, I believe, when he was meditating, right, and then he saw uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face and then he, he disappeared and then he did the same thing, but he didn't see him again. And sometimes we kind of like that with the service, some, you know, we're doing different kind of services. And then, well, you do some particular service and then you feel so much ecstasy and then you try to repeat the same thing, but it, you know, this ecstasy doesn't come the way it came um, when you did it for the first time. But it, it's like, we, it's very personal and everything, every service you do, also like the writer Prabhu said, it's just, it's just so different, even if you do the same service in a different mood, it's just different. You have different relationship with Krishna all the time. So I just appreciate that point. Yeah, thank you for that point. It's an important point. It was Narada Muni after. Thank you. Actually, in his past life, Narada was, uh, he was a, a famous kirtan singer. And he used to travel around in an airplane with a bunch of beautiful women. And then he'd show up at festivals and, you know, he'd spread out his, gear and he just like everyone would look at him and so he went to this uh big festival with Vaishnavs and he started uh singing in a very pretentious way uh the glories of the demigods and uh, the the uh the devotees there really didn't appreciate his mood at all because he was uh flaunting his beauty and just sort of and plus he was glorifying the demigods not Vishnu so they cursed him that you become a, sh a shudra with no no attractive features in your next life. So that's how he became Narada. And he was born in a single family home. And then his mother died. But he got the association of Vaishnavas in his next life. And then when he, he went off on his own as a five-year-old child, he applied what the Vaishnavas had taught him while they stayed at his house for Chaturmasya. And then when he sat down in a lonely forest, he began to chant the Lord's names and go into a deep meditation. And then he actually had a personal darshan with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But then that vision broke and he mechanically tried to get it back. And the Lord spoke to him in an unembodied voice and said that you, you're, you're not there yet. You're a kuyogi. You're still attached to the mode of goodness and um, you can't do this mechanically. So you'll have to work throughout this lifetime uh, to come to the perfect stage. So it's a nice point that you're making, Divyangi. It's not a mechanical process either. And the mood that we do service in will affect the, the will, will determine its effectiveness, the attitude of service for service. And, oh, I'm, I think I'm supposed to stop now because we need a, a little break before the, um,
the reading. And also, uh, there's also the Japa at um, six o'clock, which we should probably attend, right? Yes. So we're going to take a, a, a break right now until 10 minutes after six. And then we'll take up the reading of the Ramayan. Is that all right? Yes. So, so I, will, I will stop the broadcast on, on, uh, on the Facebook and other channels there, and then I'll start it again so that the next session will be accepted. So we're getting off here, and then we're going to join up with the um, Japa Circle International. And then after that's done, we're going to come back here, right? Yes. We're going to continue the reading of the Ramayana. Yes. Vanchakop Dhruvishta Kripa Sindhavecha Patitanam Bhavani Bio Vaishnavyo Namunamaha Anantakoti Vaishnavindiki Jai Gor Prevanande Haribo Nitaigora Haribo 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 Gora Haribo Keep chanting, don't stop. Keep chanting, Haribo. Not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, hey, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman.